0: We are looking at this passage out of John this morning. This comes out of John's farewell discourse, part of his kind of like last will and testament before he heads to the cross. And he's talking to his disciples. Uh, John doesn't share the story of Pentecost the way Luke does um, in in the book of Acts. Uh, But John is very clearly pointing to the Holy Spirit Uh, It is very clear that the Holy Spirit is a part of John's life and and the life of the community that he is a part of. As he looks back at Jesus' story and as he writes it, he wants to to point out the ways that Jesus was pointing to the coming of the Holy Spirit. The disciples that Jesus is talking with, that he is meeting with, that he is sharing this, this final meal with, are headed for some big changes, in in their time with Jesus, soon Jesus is going to be arrested and crucified, and, and the resurrection, and, and all of that's about to happen, but the disciples are also facing, whether they know it or not, some very large changes in the trajectory of their lives, and of their mission, of, of what they're going to be doing for the rest of their lives, Which which for John is uh, according to tradition, it is going to be quite a long time following this discourse in the Gospel of John. As we take a look at this passage and as we take a look at the Holy Spirit this morning, would you pray with me? Jesus, may the words of my mouth the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you. Holy Spirit, we ask for uh, just a special sense uh, of your presence here with us today, Um, but not just today. As we figure out what it means to be church in 2021 and beyond, may we sense your Holy Spirit guiding, prompting, provoking, uh, convicting, uh, empowering. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as Jesus is speaking to his disciples, I get the sense that the disciples are are beginning to open their eyes, beginning to have a sense of the way of the trajectory of Jesus' life and his ministry and where that all is headed. I think it seems that maybe they're starting to get the idea that as Jesus is um, preaching the good news, as he is healing, as he is reaching out to to all kinds of different people who are kind of beyond the, the um, religious establishment uh, way of reaching out to people, as Jesus is, is meeting with a Samaritan woman at the well, as he is uh, healing the blind and the lame and, and, and touching lepers and, and all of this stuff. And as Jesus is confronting the powers that be, maybe they're starting to get a glimpse that this journey is headed in one direction towards the cross. And that is actually one of the themes that happens in the Gospel of John. But now as Jesus meets with his disciples and he's talking about leaving them and sending the the helper, or uh, our uh, translation this morning said the, the advocate. Jesus is talking about sending the helper in his place. John's account reflects a community that is looking back on the life of Jesus and is being guided by the Holy Spirit. And they're they're having their their eyes and their hearts open to some things that, that maybe they missed the first time around. Maybe when Jesus was talking about the helper, the advocate, you know, in the beginning... Uh, they're kind of confused about what's going on. But now, post-Pentecost, as John is writing this, uh, you know, possibly decades later, and looking back at the life of Jesus, looking back at uh, this last meal that they're sharing with Jesus, he's saying, oh, that's what Jesus was talking about. This, this Holy Spirit that we've been experiencing, that we've been uh, living with, that, that we've seen the power of the Holy Spirit working and moving in our midst, that's what Jesus was talking about. As they look back, they have their eyes and hearts open. While the disciples may not have understood initially what Jesus was talking about post-Pentecost, they understand more of how the Holy Spirit was going to be empowering them and moving But Jesus says some interesting things to them. He says, I did not say these things to you from the beginning. I didn't didn't give you the full idea. I didn't give you the full scope. I didn't give you the, the full story from the beginning because I was with you. And I wanted to enjoy that time with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. He didn't want to spoil their time together. But now as he is approaching his crucifixion, resurrection, and eventually ascension, He wants them to know more of the scope, more of what the mission is about. He wants to prepare them for this time that he is not physically going to be in their presence. And as Jesus is saying this to them, as as he's telling them that he's no longer going to be with them, I I imagine that's hard news for the disciples. think Think about what they're experiencing and Jesus says, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. I imagine uh, their time with Jesus at this point um, is a little bit like some of you parents and grandparents watching uh, this morning, uh, having the graduate recognition. There is there is joy. There is uh, a celebration in what they have achieved. And yet, truth be told, there's maybe a bit of, of sorrow. There's maybe a bit of um, Morning that this phase, that this chapter of uh, your family's life is transitioning, is is changing. Things will be different. You spend these years trying to make sure that they make it to school, that they survive their teenage years, and congratulations, you've helped them achieve that. And now they've made it and a different reality begins to set in. I imagine in the moment the disciples are experiencing grief at the news that Jesus will no longer physically be present with them. But I also think about John writing this decades later, maybe with a a mix of joy and sorrow, joy at seeing what the Holy Spirit has done, joy at, at seeing how the gospel has moved beyond Jerusalem, that that Peter and Paul and and John and and the other disciples have have taken this message and they've they've left Jerusalem, they've moved out, and they're, they're establishing little communities of Jesus all over the place. And there's great joy in how the Holy Spirit has moved in those times. And yet I imagine for John, who... Throughout, the gospel is, is called the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so I assume John would refer to Jesus as the, the Jesus, the Messiah, the master that I loved. And he's no longer physically present here. And I imagine that would at times be hard for John to, to write this gospel. Seeing the way the Holy Spirit has moved and rejoicing in that, but also missing his, his friend. See, we experience joy and sorrow at the same time. We can experience joy and lament at the same time. We've all maybe experienced that in in a funeral as we celebrate life, as we celebrate that they're now with Jesus, that we might celebrate that somebody is no longer suffering, and yet we miss them dearly. Or a time of graduation as we celebrate accomplishments and and reflect on the past. We look forward to the future, but also maybe a tinge of sorrow that those times are now past. Or experiencing great joy when we see lives changed by Christ. or, Or joy at the good gifts of God, but maybe that's tempered by Uh, Looking around at the world and realizing that still not everything is the way that it should be. That there are still things around us to be put to rights. That there are still folks around longing and searching for Jesus. Think about these disciples and how things are about to change in their life. Jesus is explaining that he must leave. Um. John Haldeman and I were talking about this passage a little bit last week. And and we were talking about why does Jesus say that uh, I have to go in order for the Spirit to come? And I must confess, I don't really completely understand that. Um, Metaphysically, philosophically, I don't really understand why that has to happen. And yet, Jesus doesn't want people to cling to that moment. He doesn't want them to to stay there in that upper room. He eventually wants to, to send them out to take the message beyond the upper room to the masses of people longing to hear good news, to experience healing in their lives. Church, you and I find ourselves at a moment of change. It seems, we're, we're hoping that there's this end uh, to this valley of pandemic, and we hope that we're going to be emerging from all the stuff around that. But we are emerging into a changed place. This is not the world that we left March 16th of 2020. And we are not the same church that we were in 2020. Some of our members have passed on. Some folks have moved on. And there's others that are here today that were not here before. And so, as always, the church is a changing place, changing faces, changing times. Praise God that we have the advocate, that we have the helper, we have the Holy Spirit helping us move through that time. I don't really like change any more than anyone else. And yet it is a constant part of life. And we don't have to do it on our own. We have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into this new place, into the new realities that we face, continuing to show us the the brokenness around us, how we've missed the mark that John calls sin, showing us what it means to live in right relationship with Jesus and with humanity, what, what John calls righteousness, being in in right relationship with God and right relationship with others showing us that sickness and death pandemic and and disease and, and turmoil and all the things going around us don't have the final say that the ruler and the rulers of this world do not have the final say but praise God King Jesus the risen and ascended one does have final say. Jesus goes on to say, I have many things to show you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. In some ways, this this post-pandemic world is going to be a, a tough thing for us as a church to navigate. Our political division in this country has been ratcheted up even more. We've seen that 50 years of civil rights movement has not entirely done away with 400 years of ethnic hostility and, and, and the things that surround that. We navigate what a hybrid participation in church will look like as we have been able to engage with people at a distance from our physical gathering. And that is hard for us. But there are also great opportunities. There's moments for us to, to reach out and to, to be partnering with God's work in the world. And it doesn't take a lot of effort for us to just open the door, to, to step out, to, to share meals with folks as you're comfortable to sit down and to hear what's happening in people's lives. There's brokenness all over the place. And this is an opportunity for the church to just be partnering, to be listening, to, to hear what's going on, and to be speaking good news into people's lives. And so while there are great challenges, there are also enormous opportunities for the church And I am so thankful that we don't have to figure that out, do that all on our own, but the Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all of that. May we be open to the Holy Spirit. May we have a sense, may we open our eyes and our ears to the way the Holy Spirit continues to move in our midst, that we may be attentive and partnering with what God is doing in the world. Amen. It's time we're going to have a prayer of confession followed by a time of meditation. A time for us to to just sit and think about what the Holy Spirit might be moving in our hearts, in our lives, to, to really pause and pay attention to what God is doing in these moments.
1: Please bow your heads in prayer with me. The Apostle Paul tells us that the Spirit of the God prays for us with sighs too deep for words. Through the life-giving breath of God, we are given all that we need. Let us breathe deeply, inhaling the good gifts that God provides and exhaling all the things that we need to release. Let us breathe in strength and let us exhale in our exhaustion let us breathe in freedom and let us exhale all that holds us back let us breathe in a new sense of direction and let us exhale the past we no longer want to use let us breathe in hope and let us exhale self-doubt let us breathe in unconditional love and let us exhale distrust and hate Holy Spirit, let us feel the mighty rush of your presence in this place. Blow away all our fears and worries, and help us to breathe in your gifts of the new life.
0: Amen. Would you receive the sending? May we be a people led by the Spirit into all truth, declaring and guiding us to the things that are to come. May we be an instrument through which the spirit can declare the glory of Jesus, the Christ, who through his life, death, resurrection and ascension is making all things new. Go in peace.